pray that you'd help us, God, as we go forward, Lord, to be a better life for you, God. I pray that you'd just help us to stand in this evil day, God, and be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. God, we know the day draws nigh, God, that you're returning. God, we pray most of all for the lost souls out there. God, we pray that you'd show them a need for salvation, God, that there is a, there's two places they can go, Lord. They can go to heaven or hell. Lord, we pray that you'd show them that today is the day of salvation, God. Uh, it, it don't tarry long, God. I pray that you'd just help us. God, be with our ministry, Lord, that we never step outside of, a, of you, God, that you'd just be at the center of everything, Lord. pray that you'd just speak through us. God, I just pray that you'd help the ones that are sick, Lord. God, I pray that you'd touch each one like only you can. Lord, there's so many diseases in this world, God, but we just know that you're well able to take care of each one. God, I pray that you'd be at the objects mentioned here this morning, Lord. pray that you'd just uh, hear the cries of your saints, God. I pray that you'd answer them according to your will. Lord, we ask that you continue to be with this nation, God. We ask that you'd just uh, maybe turn it around and be something pleasing in your sight. God, I pray that you'd be at the churches around about us, God. The men of God that are standing this morning, God, I pray that you'd just lay the message on their heart, Lord. God, I pray that you protect our lips, God. Guard our lips from saying anything you'd not have us to say. Lord, I pray that you'd go with us, Lord. Forgive us where we fail you, God. And we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, we're at Matthew chapter number 7, and I want to talk to you about the gate this morning. Uh, I was in Matthew chapter number, or sorry, I was in Mark chapter 13 when I first started studying uh, for this week, uh, talking about the watch, but we've moved over into the gate. We're going to touch on a little bit where I was at, because it kind of goes, goes right along with uh, what I want to talk to you about this morning. And I just want to read this one more time so it gets back fresh in your mind. Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 13, Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So there's two gates here that we see. One's broad and wide, and the other one's straight and narrow. And I guess I'm like my pastor, and I like to look at words. Because if I don't look at words, I don't understand anything. So first, I want to tell you what a gate is. And the definition of a gate um, from Strong's, and then I looked at Webster's 1828, a gate is an entrance or an access. Um, and it says, in a city, a palace, a town, a temple, or a prison. And then it said... And underneath prison, it, it, it parenthesized the gates of hell locking unto a vast prison. So there's two gates here. There's one that's broad and there's one that's narrow. Yeah. And over in Deuteronomy chapter number six and verse number nine, it talks about um, it talks about writing it on the post and on the on the post of your houses in the gate. And I want you to think about the gate being the entrance. A gate is an entrance into a place such as a city a town or a palace or a temple or a prison. Yeah. We face, we see gates every day and we enter through them. So uh, when we write these things down, we write them on the posts of our house and on the entrances and on the gates. That way we see them every time that we walk through. It's something that needs to be seen, obviously, because it's at the entrance. It's at the beginning of something that you're about to walk into, yeah. potentially. So we see that the gate is the entrance or the access into a place and then I want to talk to you just about a few words, just for a few minutes. I don't have a whole lot to say, uh, but I want to talk to you about the words that surround the gate. In verse number 13, uh, the first word that we see um, is, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate. The definition of wide is broad 
as a broad mixture of falsehood. And I really like that when I see yeah. that. Wide means as broad as a broad mixture of falsehood. Yeah. So there's a vast amount of falsehood that we see in this world today, as I mentioned before, how we want to sugarcoat Christianity and what it really is and what it means to be saved. With broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Uh, broad is the, the falsehood that's in these churches today. Amen. Broad is in the falsehood of these Christians that claim to be saved today uh, that go out here and drink on Monday and want to come back to church on Sunday and be Amen. holy. Amen. Uh, I said I'd rather be with 20 people that uh, truly gathered to worship in the name of the Lord as I had 20,000 that gathered to worship themselves yeah. or this world. Broad, uh, or sorry, wide is a, bro is a broad mixture of falsehood. I've been around, um, I've been saved for uh, 20 years, 20 years. And I've been around, I've been to different churches with different people, uh, of, of places that, that are, as you see on TV, the televangelists, the health and wealth, uh, as long as you're giving money to the church and as long as you're giving money to the Lord, uh, everything will be okay. You give The more you give, the better off you are. A broad mixture of falsehood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've been there in that place. As a saved man, I, I, I was still entering in at the wide gate. Like I said, that you face a lot of gates every day, and you have to make a decision of whether you're going to enter that gate or whether you're going to stay away from it. Sure. Mm -hmm. It don't matter if you're saved. I know what the Bible says right here, but I want to make an application as to the many gates that we face each day. I preached a while back on choices. And you see choices made throughout the Bible, as you talked about Brother Abraham. He made some choices when he uh, trusted God and put his faith wholly in God that he was going to go sacrifice Amen. his son up there. Uh, he had made a choice there. Adam and Eve made a choice uh, to sin in the garden. Amen. The beginning of sin right there when they took of the fruit that they were not supposed to. Uh, they took choice. They made choices. Uh, Jesus Christ made a choice to die on the cross to save me from my sins. Amen. Amen. He made a choice. Uh, he entered into into the desert and was tempted for 40 days. Uh, he made a choice there yeah. uh, to still be clean. He made a choice uh, when he entered into that temptation uh, that he would not be he would not fall into sin. Amen. He lived a sinless life. So I want you to see here that we enter through we have a choice to enter through many gates in this life. In uh, the in the greatest one been our been the gate of salvation. Amen. So. Um, Broad as as a broad mixture of falsehood. There are a lot of wide gates in this world that we can enter into. Yeah. Uh, and why it goes on to say, uh, not covered. I like that one too. Amen. You're not covered by the blood of Jesus Christ if you enter in at the wide gate. Yeah. I, I really like that when I read that last night. Amen. I really like that. Not covered. Your sins are not covered if you enter in at the wide gate. Yeah. Uh, you're not covered as a saved person if you continue to enter into that wide gate. Uh, you're not. You, you can continue to pray uh, for, to Jesus and to God and say, God, uh, what have I done? I've went in. I've went this way uh, that I thought you wanted me to go to it, but uh, you were in your own way. You entered in through a gate of your own desire. Wide is the gate and broad is the way. Uh, it's not covered. It's plain. And it just really fits if you keep reading these. It's not, it's broad. There's a lot of falsehood. Yeah. It's not covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's plain. There is no excitement in the wide gate. Yeah. 
Amen. You've got nothing to be excited about in this world. Amen. This world is dying at a fast pace. Amen. This Amen. world is coming to an end. So it is, it's plain. I don't get excited about anything in this world. Amen. But I sure do get excited about going to heaven. Amen. I sure do get excited about the things of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. I've lived 28 years. If you're wondering how old I am, I'm, I guess I'm pretty young. Uh, I've lived 28 years, and it's took me about 26 of them to really start getting excited about the work of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, but it's plain over there in that wide gate. There's nothing to be excited about. Yeah. Another one is it's comprehensive. Um, and comprehensive, I, I don't I don't understand a lot of words, so I've got to look them up. Comprehensive uh, means understanding many things at once. And I go back to that falsehood. These people want to believe a lot of things, but they don't want to believe in what true salvation really is. Amen. They want to believe that if they do good in life, they want to believe that if they're kind to other people, that they're truly saved, but they're really not, because they're in the wide gate. Um, and the next one says it's not difficult. The wide gate's not difficult. It appeals to people, because it's easy. It's easy to go through that wide gate, um, and it's not difficult, but I can tell you one thing. Once you get in there, it becomes comprehensive. Yeah. It becomes, uh, you, you're going to start thinking about many things at once. You're going to lose sight of what truly matters in this world, and that's leading lost sinners to the Savior. Amen. Uh, the next word I want to talk to you about is broad, just, to, just for a second. Broad means spacious, extensive, and vast. Spacious, extensive, and vast. So it's large. Mm -hmm. And it says right there, and many there be which go in thereat. Yeah. So broad is spacious, extensive, and vast. You've got these people that are going into this wide and broad gate, and there's a lot of room in there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of room for destruction. There's a lot of room for people to truly get lost down that gate Amen. when they enter in. There's a lot of room for a lot of people to end up in a burning hell forever. Yeah. Many, many there be which go in thereat. There's a lot of room for those people to go in. Uh, and you think that I'm talking about uh, just the saved this morning, but I'm talking about the, or, sorry, the lost this morning. And I'm talking about the lost and the saved alike. Because as I said, you face many gates in this life, and you've got to make a choice on whether you're going to enter in or you're going to stand. Yeah. And you're going to, and you're going to stay away from it. I want to look at destruction right there. And destruction is ruin or loss. Damnable, and then and then I read in uh, in the Webster's Dictionary the, the the destruction which consists of eternal misery in hell, and that's pretty true because if you go in through the wide and the broad gate, it's going to lead to destruction, as Jesus says right here. It's going to lead to destruction, but what it also says, and this was in Strong's Concordance, in putting parentheses after ruin or loss, it said physical, spiritual. Or eternal. Yeah. I mean, those are important. Uh, a lot of times we like to focus on our physical health. And we let our physical health define and determine how we do in our spiritual in our spiritual life. So we let destruction of our physical self determine. But I want to talk about the eternal destruction that we have and the spiritual destruction that we have. So we've entered into this wide gate over here because it was easy. It looked not difficult. We've entered in, but we're going to face destruction. 
And maybe it's only going to be physical. Maybe, you know, we'll enter in through that gate and something will happen to us and we'll turn back and go the other way. Amen. We'll turn back because we've got hurt physically. Maybe you broke your arm or something. I don't know. Maybe you got hurt uh, or maybe you just got a little bit sick uh, going down the wrong path. So you've turned around and you went the other way, realized you made a wrong decision and you tried to go the other way. Uh, but I tell you, friend, if you keep going down that wide and narrow, or wide and broad way, uh, it's going to get to you and it's going to become spiritual. Amen. Amen. You're going to continue down this path of destruction until it becomes spiritual. You're going to start getting away from the Lord or you're going to stay away from the Lord, which depends on where your heart's at and your soul. Uh, you're going to continue down this path and you're going to continue to uh, continue to be physically hurt. But then you're going to start getting spiritually hurt. Amen. Your spiritual life's going to turn down uh, and you're going to start uh, rejecting God for who he is and what he's done. Uh, and then if you continue on down that path, you may end up uh, with a little bit of eternal destruction depending on where your heart's at. If your heart's, if your soul's not saved and you continue down the wide and the broad way, uh, you're going to end up with an eternal destruction that's going to place you in hell. Amen. Uh, it's, Amen. Bro it's broad down there and it's spacious in hell. I tell you, brother, this morning that it is very big down in hell. Amen. It's, Amen. it's hot. As you know, the rich man asked Lazarus just to dip his finger uh, in, the, in the water to give him a little bit of yeah. uh, relief. Uh, hell is vast, it's spacious, it's broad, and it's wide to hold many people. Amen. Amen. There's many a people that uh, took their last breath on this earth and they woke up in hell. Yeah. They entered in at the broad gate and they continued down that path and never tried to turn around and go back the other way. Amen. I see a lot of Christians enter in through the wide gate today uh, because they're afraid of offending somebody. Yeah. They're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings so they'll fill them with falsehoods to, to help them to, or to make them think that they truly care about them. Yeah. As I mentioned, we're here for one reason, we're here for one reason only, and that's to help lost sinners to the Savior. Hey. I don't care about nothing else. I don't get excited about this world. Hey. I'm here to lead lost sinners to the Savior. Hey. I want to talk to you uh, next about verse number 14. Says, Jesus says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. We'll take a look at straight first. Straight means narrow, not broad. And then it says close, intimate, difficult, and distressful. Narrow, not broad, Close, intimate, difficult, and distressing. And we've talked about narrow first. We talked about broad being wide and spacious. Now we talk about narrow being closed and confined. It's a lot smaller to enter in at this gate. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fella, you know. It's hard for me to get in some doors. Sometimes I've got to turn sideways, you know. It's hard for me to get in these narrow doorways. So it would be easier to go in the wide gate. But I want to go through the narrow gate. Amen. And I'll tell you why right now. Because it says right there, there be few that find it. And I've always tried to go against the grain in my lifetime. And as I get older, I see more people taking the broad gate instead of the narrow gate. Yeah. What's different about the narrow gate than the broad gate? Well, if you look at the definitions of straight and broad, um, or straight and wide, uh, you go... In there and it says not difficult under wide and you go to straight and it says close and difficult and distressful. Yeah. 
Now, why wouldn't I want to go through the broad gate? It's not difficult. Well, I'll tell you why right now. It's because I read a word right there that says close and intimate. So if I go through the straight gate, I'm going to be close to something. I'm going to be intimate with it. What I want you to know this morning is if I'm close and intimate with God, I don't need anything in this world. If I'm close and intimate, my relationship with God's where it needs to be, then I don't need anything in this world. Yeah. I've entered in at the narrow gate, and I'm close with God, and I'm intimate with God, uh, so I don't need anything out of that broad gate. It says it'll be difficult and distressful, and the Bible tells us very plainly that as Christians, we'll face, um, we'll face trials and tribulations on this earth, and we'll face persecution, amen? amen. It's coming. If you haven't faced it yet and you're truly saved, it's coming, I promise. Yeah. Uh, you've entered in at the straight and the narrow gate. Uh, it's going to be difficult and distressful. Uh, the Bible never promised that uh, your life would be filled with uh, roses. Amen. 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 It's going to be difficult. This world's evil, so I promise you it's going to be difficult. Every man's out for himself. So this world's going to be difficult. It's going to be distressful. Um, and if you look at narrow... Narrow is straightened and contracted. And then in parentheses over there in Strong's Concordance it said to trouble and afflict and distress. Yeah. To suffer tribulation. So narrow has a, has, a, has a good meaning. It says suffer tribulation. So Jesus is telling us here right here that we're going to suffer tribulation if we enter in at the narrow gate. Amen. I'm not afraid of tribulation. I'm not afraid of persecution anymore. I've entered in at the straight gate, and I am, uh, I'm now covered. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing that any man can do to me on this earth matters at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm close with God, amen. I'm intimate with God. My relationship with God has changed because I've entered in at the straight and narrow way. Amen. I no longer look at God as just a symbol of someone's religion, amen. Uh, God is no longer just some uh, made-up image in the sky. God is close with me. God is intimate with me. God lives within me. Amen. That's something to be excited about this morning. Amen. You ought to be thankful that you entered in at the straight and narrow gate. Amen. You ought to be thankful that you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Not everybody's going to be able to say that when it comes to judgment day. Yeah. Uh, because it says right there in verse number 13 that many, the men, or sorry, guys, I was way up, way up the Bible there. And many there be which go in there at. So you know the broad way is going to lead to destruction and there's going to be many that go there. And verse 14 says, uh, which leadeth unto life and few that be there that find it, amen. So there's going to be a lot less people entering through the straight and narrow way than there is the broad way. There's going to be a lot of people that wake up in hell one day. Yeah. And there's going to be a few people that wake up in heaven. Mm -hmm. I told you this morning when I first stood up here that I'd rather be with 20 people that truly came to worship the Lord as I had 20,000 people that came to worship a man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As many people in that falsehood this morning. There's many people that are uh, standing at this broad gate saying, come on in, we know the way. Amen. But they know the way to death and destruction. Yeah. I don't want to be standing at that broad gate this morning saying, come on, brother, I know the way. Amen. You see a lot of misleading uh, preachers and pastors and evangelists. You see a lot of misleading 
uh, people in your churches today. Uh, people want to get in and really just destroy what God's built up. Amen. They want to say, hey, brother, come on. We know a better way. It's 2020, brother. Come on. You're doing this all wrong. They've done it for hundreds of years, but it's not right anymore. Amen. I'm thankful that this place was founded on godly principles, and I had a chance to enter in at the narrow way. Amen. I'm thankful that God saw fit for little old me to enter in the narrow gate. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you about life and what life means. I looked up the definition. Uh, life real and genuine a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. Yeah. Blessed in the portion, even in this world, of those who put their trust in Christ. But after the resurrection, to be consummated by new accussions. Like I said, I don't know many words. Consummated means to be perfected and to be completed. Yeah. An accession means a coming to. An increase by something added. The act of arriving at a throne. Amen. I like that one. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The throne. And then the that which is added. Life is real and genuine, friend. I tell you that life is real right here and right now. But life's going to get real when you either enter in at the narrow gate or you enter in at the broad gate. Amen. You're going to come to a throne one day. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a throne uh, of God or it's going to be at the place of the devil. Amen. One day God's going to cast the devil into the lake of fire and he'll never exit. Amen. Amen. You're going to enter in through a gate that's going to be wide or it's going to be straight. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the arrival at that throne because I know I'll be with God at that Amen. point in time. Amen. No longer do I have to face this world. Yeah. Amen. I'll be with God in heaven. Life real and genuine. <clears throat> if you live in your life for the ways of this world this morning, I ask that you turn around and go back. Amen. Amen. This world's going to come to destruction one yeah. day. This world's been going through this wide gate for a long time. Time after time, people enter in at that wide gate and they've been deceived. There's a lot of falsehood in that wide gate. Amen. There's a lot of, there's a lot of lies in there. But that, that straight and narrow gate this morning, it's narrow and there'll be few that find it there. Amen. But I can promise you that if you enter in at the straight and narrow gate, life is going to be good when you go to that throne. Life is going to be a little bit different if you enter in at the wide gate than it would be if you enter in at the straight gate. Life could be everlasting if you enter in at the narrow gate. The Bible says everlasting life, not temporary life like we have here on this earth. Amen. Everlasting life with God Almighty that created you. Amen. The thing that we've strived for for so long and, and remained hopeful for, uh, life everlasting through Jesus Christ when you're covered by the blood because you've entered in at the straight gate. Life, eternal life. A lot of people don't like to talk about the two eternities. But there's two of them. Amen. Amen. The broad gate is eternity in hell. The narrow gate is eternity in heaven. Yeah. Amen. Which direction and which gate have you been entering into this morning? Are you continuously uh, entering in at that broad gate and finding yourself in some sort of physical destruction or spiritual destruction? Um, have you continued to go down that road? 
and said, I'll turn back someday. I'll turn back and get right with God. Well, if you're truly saved, I don't know how you continue down that road. I don't know how you go through that gate and continue on, brother. I really don't. If I enter in at a wide gate, it's almost immediately that the Lord says, Son, where do you think you're going? Yeah. You better turn around now before it's too late. Amen. Before you've caused death and destruction to people. Amen. I, I preached last week uh, and I talked a little bit about, uh, I just said it, I just mentioned it. Uh, I said, uh, I know that there's people that have seen me one time in this world and I gave them the wrong impression. And it kills me to know that they may end up in hell because of the one time that they've seen me. I want to live a life in a straight and narrow way that regardless of who I come by or whose way I might pass by, that they say, that's what godly people look like. That's how godly people act. Amen. I don't want someone to say, well, if he's a Christian, surely I can be a Christian. I've let him right into the broad gate. Amen. If I've, if I've met this person one time and I've, and I've cussed or I've drunk with them or I've done drugs with them or I've parted with them or whatever it may be, if I've let them uh, believe in those falsehoods this morning, uh, I've basically said, come on in, brother, it's 2020. The broad gate is the way. Come this way. This is the way to life eternal. But like I told you just a second ago, life eternal has two, two different meanings. Yeah. Eternity in hell or eternity in heaven. Yeah. I want to give you just a few more things and I'll let you get out of here this morning. Um, I want you to see one thing that uh, we've already touched on, but broad and wide are totally opposite of straight and narrow. Amen. Broad and wide is vast, it's spacious, and then narrow is contracted. It's smaller and it's, it's narrow and it's straight. So they're totally opposite, top opposite of broad and wide. And I want you to know that heaven and hell are completely opposite this morning. Yeah. You'll rejoice in heaven and you'll burn in hell. Yeah. Amen. There ain't no difference. That's the easiest way to say it. You'll rejoice with God in heaven or you'll burn in hell. Amen. And I say this to the saved people and the lost people because like I told you before, as saved people, we're here for one reason. We're here for one reason only, and that's to lead lost souls to the Savior. Amen. Amen. So I'm telling you that the difference between uh, broad and straight is because we're leading people in the wrong direction. We're telling them that broad is the way to life. Amen. But broad is the way to destruction. And as Christians, it's very important that we walk the straight and narrow way because when we lead people to that gate, we know that we're leading them to life and not death. Amen. <clears throat> I want to give you just a few things this morning about what you can do at the gate. And our first thing is you can watch it. The Bible says in Mark chapter number 13, if you got your Bible, you can flip there, but I'm just going to read for just one second right there. Mark chapter number 13. This is where I thought I was going to be at this morning, but the Lord changed your mind. And I'm thankful that the Lord's time is always perfect. Amen. Mark chapter number 13. I, I was only going to read a few, or just one verse, but I want to read uh, that scripture to you. And if you get a chance, go back and study that out because it's powerful. Mark chapter number 13, verse number 34. Jesus said, For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey who left his house 
and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. And all I want you to, what I want to tell you about right here is from Mark 13, 34, at the last of the verse right there, Jesus says, uh, and commanded the porter to watch. Yeah. If you look up the definition of the porter, a porter is a gatekeeper or a janitor. Yeah. So he's the gatekeeper. The porter's the gatekeeper, amen. As saved people, uh, we, we are the gatekeeper this morning. Amen. Uh, the gatekeeper, I read, uh, uh, in, in, uh, I was reading some commentary for that scripture right there. And it said the gatekeeper is to keep out the thieves and the robbers. Amen. The robbers are here to, to steal. And you know the devil's here to, to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Amen. Your job is pretty important as the porter, as the watcher of the gate. You're to keep out the thieves and the robbers. You're to lead people in the right direction, amen? Not the broad way, but the right way. Amen. It's pretty important to stand here this morning and be a watcher of the gate, yeah. amen? Uh, it's a pretty important job to be on watch, amen? amen. Uh, to be watching for the return of Jesus Christ, amen? And to be the gatekeeper that's leading people, these lost souls this morning, it's very important that you lead them into the narrow gate, not the broad gate, amen? Amen? Um, I don't know if any of you ever been in the military. I don't. I don't really know that many people to go here. But if you've ever been in the military, you you know what it means to stand watch. Amen. When you have uh, fifty, two hundred, uh, three hundred, a thousand, whatever it is, other service members that are counting on you uh, to stand watch overnight while they try to get a little bit of rest. It becomes really important when you're uh, one or two men standing uh, at three o'clock in the morning uh, and you're standing watch making sure that these people are protected. It's pretty important uh, to know that uh, when they wake up in the morning uh, that they're going to have all the, the, all the stuff that they had when they went to sleep that night. They're going to have their weapon. They're going to have their, uh, their clothes. They're going to have every, all the supplies that they need to keep moving forward with whatever mission uh, that they're on at that time. So if you've ever been in the military, you understand uh, what it means to be on watch. And what I want to focus on about that for a minute uh, is uh, the darkness. At two or three o'clock in the morning, and it's dark, and you may be tired, and you may be weary about some things going on. Uh, it gets lonely out there in the dark when nobody else is around and there's nobody to talk to. Uh, it's just you against the world. It's just you against all that this darkness holds. You may know, you may know not what comes forward out of the darkness. Yeah. But it's your job to be the keeper of the gate. Whatever darkness comes around, it's your job to keep it out. Whatever confusion may come around that gate, it's your job to keep it out. Amen. Amen. If you get confused about your job as watching the gate, that narrow gate may get a little bit wider and wider and wider. And pretty soon you're going to be the gatekeeper 
that's leading people to destruction. The gate's a pretty important thing. It's the entrance into a lot of places. Amen. It's very important to be on watch of that gate. I know if you go to the gates of, a, of, a, of a, an amusement park or the gates of a prison, the gates of, uh, of somebody's importance house. Ain't no gates at my house. I'm not important. You can come on over anytime you want to. But uh, you see all these politicians and these people that have gates around their houses. And there's always somebody watching them to make sure the wrong don't get in and the bad don't get in. But if you're watching the gate and you get a little lost, it just starts to get a little bit wider and wider until destruction comes. And probably next I want to talk to you about uh, waiting at it. You can always wait at the gate. Amen. Uh, but I want you to know if you wait too long, it may be too late. Yeah. Matthew chapter number 25 and the, and the parable of the ten virgins. It's not unfamiliar scripture. The parable of the ten virgins over there in uh, uh, verse number nine, we'll start reading. Uh, Jesus says, but the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You can wait at that gate for as long as you want to. You can sit there and contemplate on which gate you'd rather go in. The broad gate which leads to destruction or to the narrow gate that leads to life. But I can promise you that if you continue to wait, friend, it'll be too late. You can see here the door was shut. The opportunity was gone. Thankfully, we're still in a day when God's still saving souls. Amen. Amen. But if you continue to stand at that gate and wait, it may end up being too late. And I say this to the lost people. Don't stand and wait. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. But I say this to the saved people. It's your job to watch that gate. And if you see someone standing there waiting, amen, it's your job to let them know that the straight and narrow gate's the way to go. Amen. amen. It's your job. As I said, it's your job to watch and to keep the wickedness and the darkness out. But it's your job to make sure that there's nobody waiting at that gate. Yeah. Because it's going to be too late if they continue to wait too long. He says right there in verse number 13, that for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Yeah. You're standing watch at this gate, and it's straight and narrow. It's your job to keep the darkness and the confusion out. It's your job to make sure people aren't waiting. There's a lot of people that are seeking a lot of things in this world. They're looking for somebody as an example. Well, the example is right here in the King James Bible. Amen. 
And it's your job as the gatekeeper to show them those things. Amen. It's your job to make sure that they don't wait too long. I don't want blood on my hands. I don't want it. I want to make sure that everybody that comes to the gate enters in through the right one. As the watcher, you're there to watch the gate. You're there to make sure nobody waits at the gate. But you're also there to withstand. The definition of withstand is to, to oppose, to resist, either with physical or moral force, as to withstand the attack. The Bible says over in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 13, that you be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, gatekeeper, that it's an evil day that we live in. Yeah. Amen. And I want you to know that you've entered in through that straight and narrow gate so the things of this world and the evil of this world should not concern you any longer. At the end of that gate, at the end of that path, when you finish running this race of life, if you're truly saved, you've got nothing to worry about. The grave couldn't hold Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The grave couldn't hold him. And death is the entrance unto life. Yeah. So I ask you this morning to withstand the evil day. To stand at that gate at 2 o'clock in the morning in the darkness. When nobody else will do it. Amen. Nobody volunteered when we were in the military to stand watch at 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Everybody always wanted to be right at the end. They wanted to be when everybody was about to wake up. But I tell you, it's in the darkest times that it's very important for you to stand at that gate and watch. Amen. The evil day is upon us and the door's closing fast, gatekeeper. The door's closing fast on those that are still lost. Amen. And I'm not saying it's your full responsibility that these people get saved. But it's pretty important as you stand out here in this world to be a light for Jesus Christ because you're covered by the blood. Amen. You've got nothing to worry about in the gate that you stand in. You've got that intimate relationship with God Almighty. Yeah. He's close by. He sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. You're standing in a gate that's full of life, but we hang our head because we see what the world is doing. We hang our head because the broad the Broadway is easy. It's very important what you do as the gatekeeper. Amen. You can watch it, you can wait at it, you can withstand it, and you can waste it. You can waste the opportunity. And I want to talk to the saved here this morning about wasting it. I thought I wanted to talk to the lost. Waste it means to cause to be lost. I thought that when God laid this on my heart to say something about uh, the opportunity to waste that, I thought that he wanted me to tell uh, lost souls that uh, you could waste a perfect opportunity. And you can. You can waste a perfect opportunity at the entrance. You can turn around and go back. But I want you to know this morning, gatekeeper, that you can waste an opportunity to lead someone in the narrow way. You can waste an opportunity when someone comes to you and they ask questions and you shove them off. 
Go that way. Uh, there's a lot of questions that a lot of people ask in this world. Um, and a lot of times we give the wrong answer. Whether it be by not knowing, whether it be by not caring, or whatever it may be, we, we give the wrong answer. Uh, well, this Bible right here, this Word of God that still lives today, is the only place that you should ever go for an answer. I don't know about you, but I don't know everything that the Bible says. But I do know that everything that I've faced in my entire life has been, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, relatable, I guess. It's been found right here in this, in this book. Yeah. There ain't been nothing that I've faced in this world that I couldn't find right here that's already happened. The trials, the tribulations, the excitement, the sadness. It's all happened right here, the loneliness. If you're giving someone an answer that doesn't come from the Word of God, you're leading them in the wrong direction. You've wasted an opportunity. And I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just trying to tell you what the Lord's laid on my heart. Amen. Don't waste an opportunity when someone's standing there waiting at the gate. Don't waste an opportunity to help lead them in the right direction. You can also wish for it. You can wish to enter in at the narrow gate. You can wish to go the broad direction. I guess you can wish whatever you wanted to. To wish means to have a desire. <clears throat> Faith without works is dead, right? Amen. So to have a desire without action would be dead also. Am I, would you consider me wrong? I have a lot of desires in my life, but if I don't do nothing about them, then they'll never come to, come to fruition. Uh, you can wish to be in the straight and narrow way. You can wish that you were going down the right path. You can wish that after you went in the broad direction that you'd turn around and go back. Shoot, man, I wish. I've come down this road and I'm going in the wrong direction. I'm too far gone now. Shoot, I wish I could go back. <clears throat> Wishful thinking gets you in a lot of trouble. Amen. There's a lot of people that know who God is, but they wish that they knew him personally. They have a desire. They may have a desire to know him, but if they don't take action on those desires, if they don't ask God to enter in, Amen. they've only got a wish. Yeah. <clears throat> and lastly, you know that you you know that you can watch the game. We know that it's important to watch the game. You know that you can wait at it. We know that we need to withstand it. We know that we can waste it. We know that we can wish for it. But lastly, lastly, you can walk through it. Amen. Amen. The gate is the entrance. You can walk through it. Amen. You can walk through it. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful that one day I entered in at the straight and narrow way. Amen. <clears throat> and though I've chosen a lot of times in my life to go down the broad way, I'm thankful that I had a desire. I'm thankful that God helped me to understand that I was wrong to turn around and go back. Yeah. You've got a lot of choices in this life. But the most important one is which gate are you going to enter in? Amen. Which gate means more to you? Yeah. The one that's easy? The one that's not difficult? What was it that said there? <clears throat> it's broad. Got a lot of falsehood. It's plain. 
Nothing exciting about it. Yeah. It's not covered. But it's not destroyed. In life, we look for the things that are not difficult. We look for the path of least resistance. But that path is wide and it's vast and it's going to lead to destruction. That path is going to lead a lot of people to destruction. It's, it's, it's plain. I want to be excited. You ought to be excited about being saved. Amen. Amen. It's exciting. Yeah. Amen. When you really think about it, you get down to it. It says right there that you've got a close and intimate relationship with the Lord God Almighty. Amen. If that don't excite you, friend, Amen. I don't know what we would get. It don't say nothing about <laughs> over there and why that you've got a close relationship with anybody. It don't say nothing about being intimate. It just says it's not covered. You're outside looking in. You can continue to waste that opportunity. You continue to wait patiently at that gate, at that entrance into heaven or hell. You continue to wish for it. But if you never take the opportunity, if you never truly know who Jesus Christ is your Savior, as your Savior, you've wasted the opportunity and you may wait too long. <clears throat> Straight promises difficulty. It promises distress. It promises tribulation. I could see to, to mortal eye and to mortal mind why the Broadway would seem pretty logical. But I'm telling you, friend, the straight and narrow gate is the only one that leads to life and not death. So I ask you this morning, if you saved or if you lost, are you the gatekeeper? Are you standing there waiting patiently as someone lost, deciding on whether you're going to enter in or not? Well, it looks good. It looks good from the outside. But boy, it sure does look hard to enter in at that gate. It sure does look like I'm going to face uh, uh, a lot of tribulation if I go that direction. It sure does look like that it'll be a long life if I go that way. Well, Life on this earth is temporary. These trials and these tribulations that we face are temporary. Amen. It sure looks like from the outside that it's not the way I want to go. It sure looks like if I go through the broad way that it's going to be easy. And I'll have, I'll have an easy life. And you may do that. You may do that. You may have that. That easy life that, you, that it talks about. But it don't talk about having an intimate and close relationship with God Almighty. Amen. And that is the most important thing in the world. If you don't have a relationship with God, then you won't be able to stand at the gate and be the gatekeeper. So I ask you this morning if you say, Are you a good gatekeeper? Are you withstanding in the evil day? And if you're lost, are you waiting? Are you waiting at the gate? The Bible tells us, Jesus says right there in the parable of the ten virgins, the door was shut. He didn't know. They waited too long. Went down the wrong way. They was in the broad way. They wanted somebody else to 
saved them. They wanted, they wanted the other virgins to give them, the, give them theirs so they could give it to Jesus. They waited too long, and the gate was shut, and the door was shut. So are you waiting this morning for something aside? Are you waiting for somebody to tell you that you're lost? Nobody knows that you're lost but yourself. He said this morning, uh, some, I don't know, I don't know who said it, can't remember if it was Sunday school or opening up, but uh, you must acknowledge that you're lost before you can ever be saved. Yeah. Are you waiting this morning? Because if you wait too long, it may be too late. Amen. I appreciate y'all having me. It's a blessing to be here. I'll turn it back over to you, Pastor. <clears throat> appreciate you, Let's all stand with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you will. <coughs> on two gates this morning. I want you to think about that just a second. Say, person, are you being the gatekeeper that you need to be? Souls are hanging in the balance. Do we pray enough? Do we do enough? Do we witness enough? Do we do what we're supposed to be doing? Preacher, I could do better. Well, then why don't you come and give it to God this morning? God help me to be a better gatekeeper than what I am. Are you concerned enough this morning to say, God help me to be that gatekeeper you'd have me to be? Would you come this morning, God help me to watch the gate? God help me, souls lay in the balance. Are we concerned enough about souls in our day? God help me to be more concerned. Would you come this morning? Two gates. You're saved this morning. I'm glad one day we're going to enter in. Hey, we're going to get to see God and look at his face. Maybe you'd like to thank him this morning. I know what gate I'm heading in this morning. Yeah. But there's another gate. Yes, sir. There's another gate. Broad is the way. Say, so, preacher, I'm at the gate this morning that leads to hell. I'm telling you, change what gate you go through this morning, this second. Preacher, I'm lost. I know I'd die and go to hell right now if I died. Why don't you come change your gate this morning? Hey, would you come to an old-fashioned altar this morning and give your heart and life to Christ? Hey, you never know when the time's going to come when it'll be too late. You never know. It could be today. Uh, Christ could come back right now this second. And there you be. There you be. How about it this morning? Say, preacher, I need to give my heart and life to Christ. I need to ask him to save me. Would you come off this morning? Would you turn it over? Do you need to move? Maybe you're here this morning, preacher, I can't move right now. But pray for me. I'm lost. Would you slip your hand up this morning? Preacher, pray for me. There'll be a hand anywhere. Anybody anywhere. Two gates. It's pretty serious. You know what I see? The doors are open on both those gates this morning. And you can enter in at either one. If you're saved, say amen. amen. I'm glad to be entered at that gate, ain't you? Amen. If you're lost this morning, I'm out. Preacher, I want to enter in.
most kind and gracious loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much for the privilege and opportunity to be able to be in your house this morning. God, we thank you to hear God from Brother Kenny. God, we're thankful for the Word of God. God, we just pray, dear God, that you'll be uh, with the folks that come to the altar this morning. God, that you help us, Father, to be that witness that you have us to be. God, as we watch the gate, Father, we pray, God, that you help us, Father. We don't want any blood on our hands. Oh, they're slipping off walls. Father, we pray that you'd help us be the watchers of the gate. Father, if there's any lost here this morning, I pray, God, that you'd help them make the decision before they leave. God, that they're going to enter in at the street gate. Father, we're so grateful, Lord, uh, for your son, Jesus Christ. And we're thankful that he stands at the gate. He stands at people's hearts and he knocks. Father, want them to come in. Lord, we just love you. We thank you. God, we pray especially for the lost this morning. God, that you'd save their soul before it's everlasting and eternally too late. God, we pray for the lost about the community, the lost in the world. Father, God, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for saving an old sinner like me. Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I appreciate you, Brother Kenny. I appreciate that message this morning. Man, thank the Lord for that. I'll never forget the day I was standing, at, standing there at the gate. I'm glad God came knocking on my heart. Amen. Glad to save my soul from devil's hell. That's good to be saved. And I know where I'm going when I leave this world behind, and I know this world ain't my home. Amen. Amen. I'm going to see God one of these days. What a day. What a day. Anybody got words for anything on your heart? Anything you need to do? It's my Lord. All hearts clear. I'm going to ask this brother if you will. Brother, will you step to the back, you and your family? You shake our hands or elbow bump. Just don't hit him. Don't hit him. Amen. I appreciate this brother. Looking forward to what the Lord's going to do with him. What God's going to use him. Amen. Anybody got one? All right. If all hearts are clear. Brother Shane, you dismiss us, brother.